Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulMMA.com. Here to do a very quick wrap-up of UFC St. Petersburg. Now, we're going to go in detail uh, on this show Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, the Fightful MMA podcast with Showdown Joe and James Lynch. But I'm going to give you the quick results here. We had full coverage over at the at the uh, website, FightfulMMA.com. Lots of comments, lots of engagement. Make sure you guys join in uh, every single week. We've got live coverage over there. But uh, David Tease did a great job covering this event, and uh, we'll kind of give you the quick rundown. This was a fun show. You had about a four-fight stretch where there were four decisions, then there were, there were essentially five out of six. But before that, to, to sandwich this show, very good. Magomed Mustafaev uh, defeated... Rafael Fizayev uh, via TKO strikes. That was very, very quick. Uh, that was, uh, I believe, the the spinning back kick. Just it looked like it looked like Fizayev even blocked it, but it wasn't enough. And uh, Mustafayev picked up the victory. Mikhail Alexachek defeated Ante Gulov uh, via KO strikes. This was very quick. This was immediate. This was in like uh, I don't know a matter of forty five seconds. He got this done. And uh, when you look at Alexa Check, he he's had some ups and downs uh, in in his UFC career. Uh, but man, th- this is what this show was about: was getting impressive performances out of people that they can bring back to this market. And Alexa Check is one of those. He's fourteen and two now. Mustafaev is uh, fourteen and three now. And. Uh, yeah, I know the Alexa check had, uh, he's, I think, won two in a row now, but uh, he had a rough year last, or I think it was 2017. Between, he had the Kutalaba fight taken away from him. He had, he had the Khalil Roundtree fight that uh, went to a no contest, but he's looking good, man. He beat Volante and Antagulov, and that is a real, real good look for him because I, I think really all of his shortcomings outside of the Roundtree fight, came when uh came early in his career. So that's a name that you all should probably keep your eye out on. 
Shamil Abdurakimov <laughs> moves the 20 and four against uh, Marcin Tybura. Another finish. Tybura falls even further. Now he has lost three of four. And it's not like he's losing to Derek Lewis and Fabricio Verdum here. I don't look at Shamil Abdurakimov and say he's top of the line, but he has won five of six. He is, uh, he is emerging as a name at heavyweight. And if you've won five out of six, you got to throw their name in the hat. But I would like to see Abdurakimov get a better name than Marcin Tybura in the future. He's, he's fought Andre Orlovsky. That's a nice one. Tybura was a little bit of a step up there. And there have been a couple of times. He, he fought Timothy Johnson and lost in his first fight. He fought Derek Lewis and lost, I think, just a couple of years ago. So uh, he's got some some nice wins outside of the UFC. So could you, Jeff Monson. But um, it, it's time to see him get a step up in competition. Uh, a good win for him. Alexander Yakolev, this submission even had my catch wrestling coach like, I can't even see where the, the pressure is applied there. This was interesting. I want to see this breaking down. Um, it's just, it was an impressive choke. It went around the arm, under the armpit, and then up. But when when you look at that, it's really hard to tell. Paul Felder was stumped. Dan Hardy was stumped. It was a good one. And Alex Da Silva is not an easy out. Alex Da Silva, he I think he he's lost one fight ahead of this, maybe. But ran through the regional circuit. And this was the result that they wanted, obviously. Yakolev, another guy they can bring back and, and push high in, in the area. You got to see the submission win. It's got to get submission of the night. He's got to be picking up 50 bones as a result of this. 50, 500 bone, whatever the hell. Yakolev, great performance, an even better submission. Uh, and honestly, because it's a different submission, I got to say it's it's probably a uh, submission of the year contender. Now, here's the thing. His back was against the wall. I think if Yakolev lost, he was probably gone. Not only that, this wasn't his original opponent. Timu Pakalin was. And uh, he was a favorite going into this. But man, he was like two and four in his last six fights. I think he was done if he didn't pick up the win. But he did. Uh, somebody who's done anyway is Sultan Aliyev. Sultan Aliyev got a win over Keita Nakamura. And when I see Keita Nakamura, I'm like, man, he's <laughs> he gets it done. He wins, loses, wins, loses, wins, loses. And that that continues. Uh, every fight he's had, every, and then every other fight past that, he's it's win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Uh, Sultan Ali, 34 years old, but the thing is they signed him five years ago and he had a lot of trouble staying in the cage. He uh, got signed in 2014, May, didn't fight until 2015. Then missed over a year and a half. Uh, he he lost to Kenny Robertson, missed a year and a half. He was scheduled to fight Hyung Yu Lim and then Sultan got hurt. End up, uh, w- ended up winning in December. Wasn't scheduled again for another full year against Nordin Taleb. Got hurt then. Took another six months off. Lost. Then, six months off. Got hurt against uh, when he was training for Lyman Good. 
and then took another half year off before this fight. And this wasn't even his original opponent. Uh, Valhalla was. He was supposed to fight uh, Emil Weber Meek. <clears throat> Nuts, man. Didn't go uh, the way that Keita Nakamura expected, but it did go the way that, that Sultan Aliyev hoped. He retired after this fight and uh, decided to move on. He said that he didn't have the time to dedicate anymore um, to MMA and said that he's got family and a job that that he's got to dedicate that time to accordingly. Uh, Christoph Jotko took out uh, Alan Edmedovsky. Ed, uh, is a name, again, that they, they think a lot of and was once a top 15 guy in this division. And then he dropped fights to David Branch and Uriah Hall and Brad Tavares. And I don't know if he's there anymore. And uh, he battled some injury issues of his own. He's uh, like, he had, he had, he's a guy who had a lot of trouble getting into the cage in 2015. He had like three canceled fights and like he's, that, that's been a, a theme of his career. Whether the event gets canceled or his opponent gets hurt or he gets hurt, it's hard for him to stay in the cage. That being said, through like 2016, it looked like he was something when he beat Dallas Leites. Uh, it looked like he was something here against Amedovsky. Uh, Amedovsky's first loss, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get out of these guys who who come out of Europe and they're 6-0, and 7-0, even if they've, they've won a couple fights in Bellator like Amedovsky has. <clears throat> Jocko will probably fight on the next Europe show. Evlaev defeated uh, Sungwoo Choi. Nothing outstanding about this fight. Evlaev is undefeated. Roxanne Modafferi, I thought, cleaned house against Antonina Shevchenko. I do like that Shevchenko came out aggressive in the third round and and really tried to to put some aggression on uh, on Roxanne Modafferi. But I, I speak very highly of Modafferi, who is now twenty three and fifteen, because she was done, man, in two thousand thirteen. Like she won her exhibition fight against Valerie Laterna. That was actually a pretty good win via submission. But other than that, man, she was like one in seven throughout that period between exhibition and pro fights. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. And she went back to syndicate, changed her career, changed her life, and got back into the UFC via the ultimate fighter. She went like six and two. Then she won two fights. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the Ultimate Fighter, lost to Sajara Eubanks. 
and has went win-loss, win-loss as a result. But she's picked up two wins in her last three fights. Oh, by the way, that loss in the middle, Sajara Eubanks didn't make weight. She's not in the division. Do you count that? I don't know. Roxanne Modafferi, one of the great people in the sport, and I am incredibly happy to see her succeed. Antonina Shevchenko, she's actually older than, than Valentina, faces her first uh, real adversity in in the UFC. And, and I mean, I say that. It's not really her first adversity. Her Dana White Contender Series fight was supposed to be somebody else. It was a late replacement. Her uh, UFC debut was supposed to be somebody else. It was a late replacement. Didn't matter. She won both of those. I think she'll be fine. Probably shouldn't give her... Probably should give her somebody closer to the 15 range than the 10 range. And that's where I think that Modafferi was. I think that Modafferi is a very good fighter. She's made a lot of adjustments. She makes uh, a lot of changes based on her opponent, like like a good experienced fighter would. Not one that was just coasting off of grit and determination. Like it seemed like she was early on and maybe some experience of, of learning on the go. But man, I guess we'll see how that goes. This was This was really great. A good performance out of Modafferi. She did what she had to do to win. Sergey Pavlovich defeated Marcelo Golm. This did not take long. Whoo boy. Uh, I'll say this. Everybody who the UFC needed to win on this show did win. Especially when they're facing people from like Korea or Brazil or Japan. Outside of maybe Olenek, but who, who cares? He was supposed to, that was supposed to be Volkov. Sergey Pavlovich, who lost to Overeem in November, got back on the horse, got a big dominant win. This was the guy that we knew from Fight Nights Global. This was uh, the guy that we saw running things throughout that period and came up and looked like a guy that they should put in there with Alistair Overeem in his debut. What more can you say? Uh, This this was a a good performance. Uh, Marcelo Gome, I think he's done. In the UFC, he's lost three in a row. The first two were by decision. Uh, this one, uh, boring decisions at that. This one was a quick finish. I think he's probably uh, probably set for jungle fight or some shit like that. Aspera FC again, where they, they don't pay people real well. Sergey Pavlovich picking up a great win. Islam Makachev. This is one of those fights where Armand lost, but... He came out looking pretty good in a loss. Islam Makachev has now won five in a row. And uh, Makachev was pulled from that fight in January against Cronaldo. He he got pulled from a fight a couple of years ago against uh, Prezeris. He tested positive for banned substance in 2016. Some a lot of ups and downs for him that don't necessarily happen in the cage. Like he got blasted by Adriano Martins. But he's been hurt a lot. He's been pulled from fights a lot. He's had drug issues a lot. And he still comes back and he beats people like Cajun Johnson, who was very good. Clayson Tebow, who was very good. Nick Lentz, who was very good. And he uh, went back and forth with a guy that he probably wasn't supposed to be going back and forth with. And it, I didn't make an I got five on it picks pick this week because there was so much unknown on this show. But one of those would have been the 22-year-old Armand, who I'm not going to do the disservice of butchering his last name. He is a really versatile fighter. He can outlast you. He can submit you. He can finish you. He had a really great head kick win over Felipe Oliveri 
uh, in, I don't know where the hell that was. I remember seeing it though. Um, he's beaten junior, a sun sow, somebody who's got an awful lot of experience. He's going to be a guy that you look at in five years. And I think you're going to see some similarities between he and Max Holloway, where he he's overcoming a lot of early adversity in his career and then manages to uh, reboot things and does just fine. Main event time, number seven, Alistair Overeem defeated number nine, Alexi Olenek via TKO. This was a rope-a-dope, guys. Olenek pulled guard early on in this fight, got up, clipped Overeem with an overhand right, and that did affect Overeem. But I think that after Overeem felt the follow-up, now this is just my hunch, it looked to me like Overeem was clinching, and he said, you know what, these punches that came straight out of a 1980s fight scene, they're not doing anything to me. So I think I'll just let him gas out. And that's how I felt. If you saw, I mean, take a look at my tweets. My God, not just talking trash here. I literally tweeted, rope-a-dope. Overeem truly doesn't give a shit about Olenek's punches at all. Overeem is letting Olenek gas himself out. And for Overeem, that's kind of an interesting tactic. As we know, that button can be pressed on him. He can be put to sleep. We know it to be true. But he is legitimately one of the most well-rounded fighters in the UFC. When we previewed this fight on Tuesday, myself, Joe, and James Lynch all said, man, I don't think he's going to get submitted because Alistair Overeem just doesn't get submitted. Alexi Olenek in the lead-up to this fight said, I never tap out Alistair Overeem. This is a guy in Olenek who taps people with things that should not tap people out. It shouldn't work like that. But he does it. And he does it damn well. Overeem cracks Olenek with a knee, just crumples him. Commentary was like, is he playing possum? I'm like, huh? Huh? He just pulled guard and couldn't submit him. He's not going to get punches rained down on himself while playing possum. I didn't see that. I didn't understand that. After the fight, Overeem said, man, you know what? He was my friend. I really didn't even want to fight him. And then said, I do want to fight Alexander Volkov. That's who I was supposed to fight. That's who I want to fight. I like it. I'm down for it. You look at Alistair Overeem, he did lose those fights to Blades and Nganu. He lost a fight to Miocic in 2016, his title fight. The man is on a good run. Now, he's on the third best run of his career, arguably. That being said, that covers an awful lot of ground. He's been fighting for 20 years. (laughs) And that ain't bad. He's won two in a row. He's won four of his last six. He's won eight of his last 11. That's a good run in the UFC's heavyweight division. He's fighting smarter these days, but he's finishing people, by the way, with regularity. I got a lot of love for Alistair Overeem, man. He's still around. He seemed like a front runner a few years ago. When he came over from the strike forces of the world, I thought he was going to be a front runner, and I thought that once he lost to Brown, Silva, and Rothwell, that might be the it. That might be it for him. I, I thought that might be it, but no, he stuck around. I respect this dude immensely. When he got popped, I thought maybe that's it for him. Thomas David says, uh, or Dawid, sorry about that, Thomas. 
says, I think if Overeem gets another two more top five, seven wins, you got to put him in the title discussion, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can exclude him from that even now. Like what happens if, say, Brock goes down, do a, do a USADA thing against Overeem or against Cormier? You're going to tell me people won't watch Overeem versus Cormier as a replacement? I sure would. I think he's in that discussion now. Although not like the prime name, if you, if you know what I mean. But yeah, I'm with you. I think another two more top five to seven wins. Yeah, not only do you have to, you should. You shouldn't even be have to. You just should. He should be there. Leave a thumbs up on this video, guys. It would go a long way in helping us. We will be back on Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern for the Fightful MMA podcast. This was an easy watch. Five and a half hours start to finish. Sign me up, man. Two and a half hours from the, uh, the the opening main card fight to the end. Love it. Love it. Leave us a thumbs up on this video. Please visit FightfulMMA.com. We're going to be undergoing some major changes in about a month or so. I think you guys are going to like them. Going to make uh, our, our content much more digestible. Till next time, guys. We're out.